Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Come through, queen. I want to see you come through, queen. Hi everyone, it's Dan and Brendan, and this is Come Through Queen. I hope they don't use this. They are gonna use it. So Brendan, we have back fan favorite, a legend, legend member, beloved member of the community, mm-hmm. Evan Ross Katz. Thank you both so much. Welcome back. Thank you. I just gotta say real quick, I set it off, off, off. Mike, mm. I fucking love this. Can I swear? Yeah, yes. of course. I love this podcast so much, and it's just a true treat to be here. Oh my Thank god! Thank you. Thank you. We love your podcast so much. You. Episode three was just posted this week. Yeah, Rosa shut Gallen. up, Evan. Everyone, go. What did you say, Brendan? <laughs> <laughs> no, just kidding. The podcast name is Shut Up, Evan. Uh, where does that come? Where did that come from? So I have it as a tattoo oh. from way back when. Really quickly, but basically, my best friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, when we first started our, like our running journey together, we yeah. we've both become marathon runners. Yeah. And he, when I would like start to whine mid run, he would tell me to shut mm. up, faggot. Right. Oh yeah. yeah. Um. He's a, he's a fellow yeah, guy. He's so, allowed. He yeah. can say. It. He, he can, can say and it. should. Yeah. So it just became a thing, and then I I when I got the okay. tattoo, I was like, I'm not gonna get shut yeah, up. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it became shut up, Evan, and it's just sort of basically it's meant to symbolize sort of the voice in your head that tells mm-hmm. you to say no to something. Right. To yeah. silence it. Oh Perfect. my god, I love it. You are coming from a place of shut and up. Me. I'm coming from a place of shut up. <laughs> yes. Um, okay, so we talked about Rose McGowan. Next week we have... Next week we have the pop singer Vincent, okay. who if you're unfamiliar, just YouTube him singing Creep. Vincent with an I. Oh. V-I-N-C-I-N-T. I think I have seen Yeah, that. you yes. probably have heard it before. It's unbelievable. Peppermint is coming on love the week pepper. after. And then Rebecca Moore of the Cock Destroyers the, the, the week after that. Oh Wonderful. my god. Yeah. Love it. Um, we have some news to get into this week, so why don't we jump in? <clears throat> sure. Uh, so... We have another OG has fallen. Oh my god! It's the <laughs> it's like the year of OGs falling. 
So this is from People, one of the Real Houses of Dallas. Most recognizable stars won't be returning for the show's upcoming fifth season. Leanne Locken, who had been a full-time cast member on the Bravo series since its premiere in April 2016, also when Come Through Queen premiered. I know, crazy. Um, <laughs> has exited the show. We survived Leanne. Uh, Locken said in a statement, the last four years have been a trolley slap in good time, but after much consideration, I have made the personal decision to step away from Rod. Getting to share my wedding with the viewers last year brought me tremendous joy. However, the season was personally challenging for me. I'm looking forward to stepping away from the cameras and spending quality time with my husband and friends, traveling, but more importantly, getting back to philanthropy. How do you say that word again? Philanthropy. Um, Which was my main reason for joining the show. Thank you to everyone who has laughed and cried with me along the way. It's been an amazing journey. And yes, my panty liner is still exhausted. Oh my god. Uh, there are so many exciting things on the horizon that I can't wait to share with you. I was not expecting the panty line. I know. <laughs> so are you laughing? Are you crying? How are you feeling about this? I feel it is what it is. Mm-hmm. I need it to like happen. There, it's, it reminds mm-hmm. me of uh, Vanderpump's exit in the sense that it's like she gave such a bad last season that yeah. it's like, had we had Leanne of season one through three to remember, mm-hmm. yes, of course we'd be missing her. Yeah. But it's just like, we got nothing from season four besides the husband's dick through, yeah, the, right. through, the, through the fans. Which I don't even know if I wanted that, but yeah. that stays with me is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So it's just sort of like, she her cycle ran its course yeah and and there was the whole racist thing too. that too but but unfortunate mm. about all of that is it's like especially with what came out about brandy after the fact mm-hmm. is it's less black and white in terms of in terms of <laughs> uh the conversation because it's like well yes you are awful but then also your yeah. cast member who is coming at you for being awful is also awful right yeah so there's some casting rumor news in dallas of potentially an an Asian cast member being cast. Who's an anesthesiologist named Dr. Moon. Yeah. So the second Dr. Moon. Uh, So hopefully... And she's friends. She's already been in scenes. Like there's a... On her Instagram, there's a screenshot of her like sitting next to Mama D in like a scene somewhere. So... So it's like hopefully going to be a Dorinda-like transition where she's been in the background coming to the foreground. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a world in which we get like a season five of Dallas reminiscent of season five of Roni. Yeah. Right. And I'm all for it. Yeah. I just think they would need what what they need and, and they just need a bigger rejuge. And yeah. I think that they're primed for that. So I think that I'd love to see them sort of lean more into like the early aspects of Dallas, which was very much about like mm-hmm. Dallas's charity, like right. the society yeah. built around charity. Sure. So that was a really unique characteristic mm-hmm. of Dallas. I would love to see them sort of go back to that. Yeah. yeah. So a member of our community, Gemma, who has posted some great stuff before on Facebook, posted a recording of Carrie Duber's Instagram live where she said, well... Leanne was fired. (laughs) And then the fans, I actually ran to her Instagram story after that to see if she said anything else. And everyone's obviously talking about Dallas and she's talking about the makeup she's putting on her face. But I did love her acknowledgement of this, like Leanne's painting it as a, this is my departure. Right. Whereas we all know this is a firing. Right. And Evan, you brought up no, like no one, yeah, no one quits. Everyone gets fired. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, like it's kind of right on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Bethany's the example of like the only person who's like really quit. Um, I like to like think of other people maybe quitting, like Heather Holla Thompson, but yeah. I don't know if that's reality. 
Yeah. Bring her. <laughs> no, I don't. But I don't think she wants to come back. No, and I mean, with yeah. Carol gone, it's like there's no. Mm. I mean, it's not like she's gonna come be Ramona's friends. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, while we're on the topic of New York, some sad news for a former star of the show. So this is from Page Six. Former Real Housewives of New York City star Julianne Jules Weinstein was arrested Sunday for allegedly punching her estranged husband, Michael Weinstein, in the face, Page Six can exclusively reveal. So the Boca Raton, Florida police arrested Jules for battery and booked her in Palm Beach County's main detention center around 3.50 p.m. Sunday, according to court documents obtained by Page Six. A source says that things got heated during the former couple's usual custody exchange in a parking lot with Jules allegedly licking Michael's car window before heading around to the back of the vehicle and damaging it with a baseball bat. Jules then allegedly punched Michael in the face, the source told us. We're told Weinstein's two children were in the car at the time. Uh, she then appeared in court on Monday as did Michael. Her arraignment is scheduled for March 16. Uh, Jules' attorney didn't immediately return Page Six's request for comment. Michael's attorney, on the other hand, told Page Six that Michael is exploring all of his legal options at this time. He added, This is a serious situation reflecting Ms. Weinstein's increasingly reckless behavior that unfortunately took place in front of the kids. The children were released to Michael's custody yesterday, and he is most concerned about protecting them. Uh... Go ahead, sorry. Yeah, page six has confirmed that Michael obtained a protective order against Jules. Jules and Michael have been involved in a nasty divorce battle. In 2017, Michael faced jail time of his own after failing to pay $135,000 in child support to his ex. He had claimed that she had blown through a five-figure support payment in two days instead of saving it for their children. Oh, I remember that. The The former reality star... Uh, told Bravo in October that she was temporarily living in Boca Raton with her parents as her contentious divorce continued to play out in court. She said in an interview on Life After Bravo, until my divorce is over, I'm temporarily living in Boca at my parents', which actually happened to be a nice thing because unfortunately my father just recently passed away. So we got to spend the last year with him, which we wouldn't have spent as much time if we were living in New York. So we'll be there until things settle and hopefully we'll move back soon. Wow. So, I mean, this is just one of those, like, sad stories. And, like, yeah, from what I've heard, Michael had, like, allegedly been going at her with, like, so much force legally. Yeah. Um, which is really sad. Well, like, Not to excuse, obviously, assault, but... Sure. Uh, I think I read somewhere else that she may be represented by, like, a public defender, which you only qualify for if you financially cannot afford an attorney yourself. Mm -hmm. So it's clear that like things are probably not great in terms of the divorce. Right. Playing out. I didn't realize that her dad had recently died. That's sad. Yeah. I think the part of it that makes me sus about Michael is Mm. it's like, if you're dealing with trying to protect your children, why would you go to page six right. yeah. and offer them sort of a window into the situation? Right. Because in my mind, if I am trying to protect the children, I would want as little attention drawn to this as possible. And mm-hmm. I also wouldn't want to, even in spite of everything that happened, I wouldn't want to publicly disparage my kid's mother. Right. Yeah. So I just feel like it's, as you kind of pointed out, it's like, 
And also, as we saw with him on the show, it's like, this sounds like the case of two awful people. Sure. Mm -hmm. But I just, on a lighter note, I've always just, I loved Jules on season eight. I thought she brought something electric to the show. And so, obviously, we wish her well. Always have a soft spot in my heart for her, because... We started Come Through Queen with her. Yeah, we did start it with and her. And by that I mean her season was premiering when we first started the show. Which is crazy. <laughs> and then we also, we mention this every time we talk about Jules, but ran into her while we were... At Stonewall the night... At Stonewall. After the Pulse shooting. Yep. She came with her age-appropriate gaze and was yeah. showing her respect. And the yeah. Tonys were on. The Tony, yeah, that was a crazy time. Yeah. Um, she never got the chance that Tinsley kind of got in terms of... Riding it out until she found her footing. Which is interesting because, I mean, like, I know Tinsley's Tinsley, which is why she was given so much, like, time. But, like, Jules actually had an interesting storyline once. Because yeah. she got divorced right after the season ended, right? Yeah. And, and I what I always really liked about Jules is she was a really powerful addition to the show in how genuine her friendship with Dorinda was at the right. time. Yeah. So it made it such that, you know, sometimes we get the new girls, Tinsley being a great example, yeah. that don't actually gel into the group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I felt like, it was like, I remember all those scenes with Michael and Jules and Dorinda and... Uh, John. 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 Mm. Wow. Uh, the four of them. And it was like, this was clearly a good, really strong friendship. Mm -hmm. And I sort of, my favorite integration of a new housewife onto the show is when they come in with a strong pre-existing relationship. I think Jules was a great example. Yeah. Yeah. And also was a great, because that was kind of Dorinda's most unwell season, in my Mm -hmm. opinion. Mm -hmm. And I felt like Jules was a really great defender of Dorinda. Anchor. We're poised to have another unwell season. (laughs) (laughs) So, speaking of that, I mean, I'm glad these news stories are all kind of touching down on different franchises. Where are you at with New York coming into this fresh season? Shaking. Yeah. Shaking. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I... Obviously, like, you know, anyone with a brain, I was nervous. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you know, we're losing our center apple. And I am, like, (laughs) I am... Like, extremely pro-Bethany. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the Carol versus Bethany, you were very strongly Team Bethany. I was, but I've since mm. changed my tune on that to just be Team No One. Okay. In that no, team I... friendship over here. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I think that it was... Neither of them ended up looking good. Yeah. And I think I came out harder against Carol than I would. However, I do want to point out something that was reported on Bitch Sash that mm-hmm. Brian Moylan said on a recent episode mm-hmm. yeah. where he said as he's preparing his Housewives book that will be mm-hmm. coming out, yeah. he said that he had heard that of all of the Housewives on any franchise, mm-hmm. yeah. Carol was named as the Housewife with the biggest distance between how she comes off on the show mm-hmm. and who she is in real right. life. And I think that says a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, with regards to season 12... I just felt like from the moment the trailer came out and we got the jump scare with Ramona, I was reminded how this show just functions differently. It just hits different. It's a comedy. It's a comedy. It's a comedy. It knows it's a comedy 50% of the time and it does it 50%, which is the perfect balance. But there was something just about, you know how kind of a lot of people are acting with Drag Race right now where like the fatigue that we felt has kind of... um, We're at a point now where we're like excited for it to be back. I kind of feel like with New York, it's like, They've been gone long enough that I'm just so delighted to have my ladies back. Yeah. And despite the fact that I feel like we're... I don't love that we have six cast members instead Mm -hmm. of seven. Despite that, I feel like who we have on New York are such fight... Like, such strong cast members that we will persevere. 
Are you ready to be married to the mob? I think so. <laughs> I mean, like, the interview that she recently did, which, yeah. which Bravo was smart to sort of give us a little bit of an intro, uh-huh. I felt like she was poised. I felt like she was together. I will say one little bit of, like, not piping to you, mm. but uh, I did speak with Andy recently who said that he loves Leah. He, he said that she's not as strong as Bethany in the confessional, okay. which is an interesting thing to note. And I think the, the the way in which I think that we will find, I predict that we'll find ourselves missing Bethany the most is mm. in confessionals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because she really established the Greek chorus of it right. all. Yeah. We need but, a narrator. Um, yeah. yeah. But I feel like what I'm sensing from Leah is that she's going to get in the mix and get in there quickly. Great. Yeah. Great. I wonder if we'll see a lot from Elise. <sighs> I hope so. She is... As we talked about here, she's yeah. unwell. She's off the deep end. Yeah, she's off the deep end. And then also, don't forget, she is in almost every scene of the trailer. Yeah. So she's going to be a presence, whether we like it or not. The one thing I'm still just kind of bummed about is seeing the trip this year. And seeing, because we're going back to Mexico, right? right? Yeah. yeah. So when I think about Roni, which I do think has had the best trips of any yeah. franchise, yeah. I always think about... Well, season four and then seven and eight, the seventh, the season seven trip. It's just, I always think about, I associate them with a big house right. somewhere. Mm. And I just feel, and maybe that will be the case in Mexico, but I yeah. just feel like we've done Mexico, like, is it two or three times now? At least two, if not three. Twice, and we were supposed to go the year that we didn't go. Ooh. We went to Miami. Because it's so not about Tom. The point being, it's like, I want them, right. The point being, it's like, I want them to go somewhere just totally especially for Ramona I want them to go somewhere that they're so uncomfortable right yeah well and I mean in Morocco she offended the locals and they edited out like her offense you can google it it's on page yeah. six she ended up offending all of the people at wherever they were staying and they ended up they included it in the trailer but yeah. cut it from the actual episode yeah a rare thing yeah that's my favorite little bit of trivia that nobody ever talks about right yeah oh my god but i just think overall it's i i feel like that trailer established that to you know there's the vernacular that we use which is like did we get it this season do we have it and i felt like from that trailer i felt very confident that we have it yeah Yeah. they always give it to us yeah okay do you want to talk about tamra yeah tamra so we already know that she was fired but she might be coming back so this is from <laughs> Hollywood Life. Uh, there are many changes happening to the cast of Real Housewives of Orange County, and the ladies weren't expecting this latest curveball. Nearly a month after Tamara Judge confirmed she's leaving the Bravo show after 12 years of being a main cast member, there's now talk of Tamara's future on the show. From the alum herself. Tamara went on... Uh, the February 20th episode of Radio Andy's Jeff Lewis Live. Can I just say one thing? Yeah. Nothing good ever happens on Jeff <laughs> no, Lewis Live. No, it, it certainly does not. Uh, to claim that Andy Cohen told her to, quote unquote, hold off on signing any kind of contract with another show. Andy wants Tamara to <laughs> run other offers past him first because the executive producer said she'll be back on Orange County next year. According to Tamara. That's like a weird request from a former boss. So following that shocker, a new report claimed that Tamara's in negotiation to return as a friend of on Orange County as per Radar Online. Uh, Hollywood Life reached out to Tamara's rep for comment, but whether this is true or not, the speculation alone is surprising for her co-stars. 
They thought that she was done for the season, so they didn't know what to make of it when the news came out, one source said. Everything is still up in the air about Tamara filming, if it's actually happening soon or not, in what capacity, etc. They all have been kept in the dark about what capacity that is, as Tamara herself doesn't even know the plan, so they're all anxiously awaiting. With or without Tamara, though, uh, including Vicky Gumbelson, another OG who recently departed the show, our insider promises the upcoming season will still be a roller coaster. Mm. Uh, despite Vicky being gone and Tamara not filming anything yet, there's still uh, been some really good drama and fighting between the ladies, and they're only a few weeks into filming, our source tells us. So what Radar Online said was that she might be coming back as a friend of, not in the three-episode like originally planned thing. thing. Yeah, because yeah. Andy wanted to do three episodes where he closes out her time on the show, which I think is a really interesting way to approach it. Yeah. They kind of did that with Peggy Tanuis years and mm. years ago. They did one episode that she was still on. Um, I'll say I hate the idea of Tamara coming back because I really wanted Shannon to fly free. Yeah. I think the one, the only, because we have the Simon news, as we yeah. all know, there, the only reason I could see where like something would have changed suddenly, and I'm being like really like off the deep end <laughs> with this, but like there's a world in which Simon's medical bills, mm-hmm. and with the family now reconciling as right. they have, there's a world in which Tamara's paycheck is needed to sort of like. Help that out. Yeah, to help the family in a way that could be a means of repairing the family's relationship. Mm. Again, I don't like I, I'm drawing conclusions that are not quite obvious, but that's the only reason I can think circumstantially yeah. that something would have changed that would have brought her back. Right. I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind seeing her reconciled with her family. I think that would be really interesting. That does like bring me a little bit of joy because I want to. So like we knew Simon Barney right as like this like evil character back when they divorced and I would be interested in like seeing if we still think that about him obviously not I mean like he's he's has a very serious disease and like obviously it's awful but but like that makes me think about not to jump ahead but Mm -hmm. like it makes me think about Joe Judice Mm -hmm. and this idea of like when you have someone that you saw being awful on reality tv for a long time, right. and then they went and had some life event happen that's fundamentally changed them. It's interesting to re- be reintroduced to them mm-hmm. with that sort of understanding that, like, have to sort of wonder, like, have they changed? Right. It's like seeing an ex after a very long time. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how are you feeling about OC? Like the pro- the upcoming, like what will have? Well, upcoming? what happened? What will happen? Um, Who do you like? Who do you not like? I feel that we got a really good last season, yeah. for sure. I feel like the trip, um, the, was it, where did they go? Key West? Miraball. Oh. The Miraball. Oh, oh Miraball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I felt like the energy of that was, like, awesome. And yeah. I felt something during that. Not a good feeling, but a feeling. <laughs> um, but I feel that there's a lot of, like, Kelly love on the internet. She's, mm. like, seen as sort of, like... This sort of like, because it was like she was going up against a villain. Yeah. Right. However, I feel like in a post Tamara Vicky OC, 
with Kelly at the center, Kelly's energy is like not center orange. Mm. And I feel like it's going to be her and Shannon are going to kind of be seen as the stars of the show. And I don't think Kelly has that energy. And I will say, and why I've never really subscribed to Kelly is Kelly's only, in my opinion, only really interesting when she's fighting. If you'll notice, all of the scenes this year when she weren't fighting with her, they had to bring in her friends constantly, or her family. Like, Kelly's never really been able to be level-headed in situations, or, like, kooky enough to be interesting. She's only really at it when she's, like, really going after someone. Mm -hmm. So I just worry that... A lot of the fandom's investment in Kelly as a character, um, that won't be able to maintain. I am interested in the whirlwind romance. Oh, with with Mr. Fox News? Fair. Because I think we've had now the terrible marriage, this fake thing with Dr. Brian, and now (laughs) I think she does genuinely like this love and like this dude. Yeah. I'll need to see how he is with Jolie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Will we get a Ramona cameo on... (gasps) Will Ramona make it to her third franchise? Yeah. We can only hope. (laughs) I I loved seeing her on New Jersey so much this year. (laughs) Yeah. And and I think someone, I I believe, said this in the comment section of Come Through Queen, and I apologize for not knowing exactly who it was, but someone said something that it's like, they need Emily to start bringing the energy that she brings on oh. social media to the show. It yeah. might have been you, actually. So uh, I, it wasn't me, okay, but so I someone, agree. So someone in the group said this, and it's like, I agree wholeheartedly, which is like, yes, Emily's like really fun with her clapbacks on Twitter, but like yeah. the mm. Emily on the show doesn't quite gel. And I just want to say, although I know a lot of housewives are Trump supporters, deep yeah. down, I feel like OC has a concentration of them in a way where yeah. it's very hard for me to stand a Kelly yeah. or an Emily and see them sort of being like, yes, queen on yeah. the internet. Oh, for I'm sure. kind of like, no, like you're, you're not good. Yeah. Yeah. And so I feel like in the case of like, and maybe I'm being, uh, Maybe I could be harder, but for me, the reason I continue to love Ramona is that, like, I consider Ramona apolitical, Mm -hmm. um, and I could be, like, wrong on this one, but I just think she's just not someone that delves into politics one way or the other. I think it's, like, it's a rich people in New York thing where they have so much privilege and access to power that they ebb and flow with whatever politician gives us gives them that access to power you know like Ramona proudly has a photo of her and Hillary Clinton on her piano or whatever but then like we'll go and vote for Trump right yeah I mean she did have that season with Carol where she was fighting with her about the election but like I feel I think that was more about like oh Trump's New York City guy like Mm. love going to parties and running into Ivanka kind of shit yeah Nothing real. Yeah. Okay, let's take a quick break, and we'll be back with our shows. And now, a word about our sponsor, Best Fiends. Ever since Brendan and I started playing Best Fiends, we cannot get enough. It's fun to get your friends into playing this puzzle game, where you match three or more of the same color and collect all these bug characters. Because if you're like us, you'll be competing to see who's at a higher level and discussing which characters to put on your team to take down the enemy slugs. I'm already at level 52, and I love using Edward the Mosquito on my team. You'll get so attached to these characters that you'll be dreaming up Real Housewives taglines for them in no time. 
The game does such a great job of showing you the ropes and teaching you how to play, and it's so easy to just pick up and play when you only have a few minutes. Engage your brain with fun puzzles and collect tons of cute characters. Trust me, with over 100 million downloads, this 5-star rated mobile puzzle game is a must-play. Download Best Fiends free on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R. Best Fiends. And we're back with some Real Housewives of Atlanta. Woohoo. Woo. Um, with our friend Ken. With Ken and Kenya <laughs> and Nini and a kickball game. Do you like kickball? Okay. <laughs> uh, no, I I like I feel a little like shy talking about this. Oh, did you get picked last? No, I joined the gay kickball <laughs> back oh, no. in like um I want to say like 2011, okay. 2012. This was like I had gay friends. I think this was like before. <laughs> no, I think this was like before we. No, 2011. It was probably 2011. We became before, friends in 2011. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this was like early on us becoming friends. Uh-huh. Most of my friends were in relationships, so I was like, oh, let me join gay kickball. In that weird park in Hell's Kitchen. Yeah. Like on 52nd. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I joined gay kickball. Unbeknownst to me, like everyone's already friends, so you yeah. just go and show up. And, and no one talks to you? No, I felt like like Portia this week. <laughs> <getting big> ones. <laughs> no, it was fine. I like made I, I would be I was friendly, like I'm not shy, so I was like talking to people. But like then I stayed on for for one more season. I was not on one season wonder. And I had two friends join it with me, and then I was doing what everyone else was doing, which is just talking to your friends at Kickball. Where are those two friends now? Uh, may they rest in peace. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so like the kickball of this all, like it really brought, some, really brought you back. <laughs> brought me back to 2011. Wow. <laughs> so Team Twirl, Twirl into first place. First place, uh, they just won. <laughs> <laughs> first place, first place, and then Team Candy was second place. Do they do kickball in the Olympics? That's this year, right? Olympics. Uh, except. Here's some Olympic tea. It might be canceled. It might be canceled because it's in Japan. And I read today they're closing schools until April. Yeah, they talked about that on The View. To be careful. So, who knows? Wow. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, so, Evan, you told us that you've been not loving this season of Atlanta necessarily. And you kind of maybe dropped off a couple episodes ago. I'll be honest. Yeah, I've mm. dropped off Atlanta for a few years. Okay. okay. Uh, okay. Drop. I've not. But excuse me. When I say dropped off, I've been watching peripherally. Right. But not it's every episode. Like, yeah. I'll, no. But I'll do like once a month. I'll catch up on all four. Mm, like, right. not, it's not regular programming. Okay. I just feel that I don't really know what the show is about. I feel like Atlanta suffers from the fact that they all are so famous within their yeah. world, like within the yeah, Atlanta right. world, in a way that, like, I think Dolores can go to the grocery store in New Jersey. To get some formaggio cheese. <laughs> exactly. Uh-huh. And, like, they still feel like very real people to yeah. me. Yeah, right. Um, and there's a thing about the women in Atlanta where, like, the egos are just so inflated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like they, we don't really get a lot of, like, business scenes. We get a lot of, like, 
story scene. So, like, we're going to the cookie shop, or, like, we're going to play kickball, or, Mm. like... So, okay, so, like, a couple things. I just... Eva has never worked for me. No. Her on the couch, calling the husband with the nails, and then put... And I'm thinking, this poor camera crew that is stuck in this house, just filming Eva on the couch. (laughs) I did, like, the little (laughs) montage of her eating ice. Because I will say, quick trip ice... For all you Southerners out there, is good ice, and she had a point. Wait, do people eat ice in in Atlanta? Well, no, but like Quick Trip, <laughs> Quick Trip is like famous for I would say like going to get a fountain soda mm. if that's a thing. Okay, okay. And they have like that good ice. It's like the pellets. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then I just think that post Peter Cynthia has never quite congealed for me um, in terms of just. I don't like any of the men she's brought forth. And also, mm-hmm. I just... Even if, if that's going to be the case, I don't like how much she's made her search for a man central mm-hmm. plot point. Yeah. yeah. And, and she always has, like, a nickname for everything. Sure. Yes. Yeah. And Brandon. Then, yeah. And then, like, the only other woman that I would, like... I, Portia, who I love, who's my favorite mm-hmm. cast member, yeah. I just feel like all of this... The story has gotten so heavy with her, in a yep. way. Yeah. And then, so they either go heavy... Or they have her go extra, like, goofy. And, like, have her be, like, the... Come what, you know, the really fun girl. Yeah. So, the only dynamic this season that I'm really into is Portia and Kenya together. Okay, Because I like watching them get along. Because they are two people that I actually thought would be a lot... Would be good friends if they just let bygones be bygones. It seems that they've gotten there. Yeah. I think it suffers from it's becoming Beverly Hills in terms of this is their job and totally. like we're showing up to the kickball yeah. and we're showing up to the cookies and mm-hmm. we're like just showing up to things and there's nothing like Jersey where this is like high there's no stakes yeah. to this. Right. And with um to compare it to Jersey with the Jersey guys where we got like the Jersey guys doing their own scene work yeah. together fabulously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With the Atlanta men, on the one hand, I'm glad to see this, like, bowling scene because it was nice to, yeah. like, sort of, you know, get a lay of the land and realize we've got a really big, robust cast, yeah. you know? But then I'm, like, looking around and I'm like, I don't like any of these men yeah. at all. Yeah. Like, there's... And, and I also don't think any of them are good on camera either, whereas, like, the great thing about the Jersey guys, especially Joe, is it's like... He knows how to do the show. Sure. Right. You yeah. know? And I feel like the men just don't really do much. And it's... Yeah. If they brought Leon back, I would like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, the bowling thing, which is a setup for a charity event that's coming up. Sort of like for, for everyone to hang out ahead of that. Mm-hmm. Can I just say, like, yeah. the great irony of, like, this <laughs> awful man being surrounded by awful men saying, we really want to, like, show, like, the, show off, like, how the goodness yeah. of black men in Atlanta, yeah. admirable pursuit, yeah. but, like, show don't tell. You're <laughs> yeah, on a reality yeah. show and, like, you haven't given us a lot to, like, work with you. Yeah, yeah. What do you make of Tanya? So I love her because well you guys oh, I was <laughs> So I obviously as a devout listener of the podcast, I know how much you both love her. Yeah. And I'm one of those people where it's like I regard your taste mm. so much that I started to love right. her. But then a couple times I experimented with 
being a Tanya stan on Twitter. Oh. And I got like one two punch. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I so, mean, we don't really have a great record of like who we stand like <laughs> Barbara being K. successful. Barbara <laughs> K, real tran. Yeah. So it's <laughs> You shouldn't really take our endorsement as something that's going to perform outside of this room. Um, but yeah, I love her. But I do think she is more interesting this season than she was last season. Mm-hmm. And she gave us a lot last season. Yeah. I feel like I love someone who can remain calm in a heated situation. So yeah. when we had the tomfoolery that was the, uh, the Kenya bringing the cookie lady in, yeah. I appreciated uh, Tanya recognizing the scene that Kenya was trying to orchestrate Mm -hmm. and deciding in that moment amidst the sunlight to say, I'm not going to do this with you. Yeah. So I was sad to see her not allowed to come to bowling because it's a couple's event. Meanwhile, Cynthia and Eva, Eva are there alone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. Eva was definitely there. I went bowling the other week. I know you have bowling in your blood. I have bowling in my blood, like my mom said. I love bowling. I love bowling. Nothing I like more. I don't think. Like, I like bowling with a big group because there's mm-hmm. so much yeah. social opportunity because only one mm. person can go at a time. Yeah, yeah. you're like waiting 20 minutes yeah. to go again. Yeah, yeah. and it's because yeah. you can eat. It's yeah. like a sport in which you can drink and eat. Drink and eat. Yeah. yeah, have a great time. You have your own dedicated area. Yeah, like yeah, there's a lot going for it. Cheap, relatively yeah, cheap. Yeah, relatively cheap. Yeah, we used to always bowl as a family during Christmas time, and then this year we experimented and did an escape room. Mm. We did not escape. So you're still you're you're actually <laughs> recording from the room right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm still in the room. <laughs> uh, okay, I do have to say, I liked Nini this episode, and I haven't liked Nini in a very long time because <clears throat> she came with a different energy in terms of like coming ready to hug everybody. She, mm-hmm. she like she has not hugged everybody in years. She also always has a different energy around like certain men, and I feel like oh, she yeah. brought that this episode with uh, Mark Daly. But it's interesting that you experienced that as liking it because to me, it's not that I didn't like it, but it was like very clearly Nini performing the role of Nini, yeah, mm-hmm. in a way that was like very transparent to me, yeah, and in a way that. I'll never sort of... I'm never able to engage with her because it's like I'm watching a performance. Yeah, right. And the sh- literally the construct of the show is to be real. Yeah. And also Nini began as someone who was like so real. Mm-hmm. So to see her go into like this bedazzled mm-hmm. headpiece mode, yeah. um, I felt really incongruous to what I love about Nini. Well, if we're forced to have her, I want her looking people in the eye versus like in a corner, mm-hmm. not talking to anybody. Yeah. So I liked her in antagonizing Kenya by like forcing her to engage with her. Yeah. You know what I mean? But uh, that moment, I think with the two of them yeah. and, and Kenya being unwilling to engage was kind of like, that was like a micro example of like why I think this season doesn't like work yeah, right. because yeah. it's like, you have to engage. Yeah. You don't have to remedy the situation, mm-hmm. yeah. but you have to engage. And you of all people, Kenya, know that, or right. so we thought. Yeah. So that sort of like, I don't want to do this right now. It's like, you don't have to do it right now, but then you need to make the fact that you don't want to do it right now bigger. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, And it just felt strange. And then also like, just the energy of the Mark Daly of it all mm, is Ken. difficult to watch because... This episode, I feel like, made things more complex in terms of 
We saw him being a good father. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we saw him being a better man than he's been presented so far. Mm-hmm. Right. And saying, and being like, he like was laughing with Kenya at one point. In the like We saw, I guess, more shades of him in this episode. Yeah. And yet, I'm kind of like, this is a really like not, this is not a good man. And no. then we saw the scenes for next week when he pulls a mm. Joe Judice. Um, so I'm not sure like, Sometimes I I'm, I want the show to guide me a little bit more in terms of how to feel about somebody, yeah, right. <laughs> and I feel like Atlanta and some other shows, but it's like it's doing that thing sometimes where it's like it's giving me so much gray area to uh-huh. the point where I'm actually asking for a little bit more black and white. Yeah, yeah. I didn't feel that way with like Mike and Cynthia and like what we saw last week's episode. Totally. It's yeah. like how am I supposed to feel about like this bizarre scene happening at this party? That's a great example because yeah. it's like I feel like. Sometimes I'm like, he's a good man, mm-hmm. yeah. and then other times I'm like, what's the D? Right. Yeah. Atlanta. Wow. And it feels like this season has been going on for a year now. Yeah. Can we talk real quick about, like, what's going on with Candy? Because we're really, like, without plot this season. <laughs> we kind of touched down on, like, Riley in New York moment, yeah. but, like... And I love Candy, don't get me wrong, and I respect yeah. Candy. Yeah. OG. Yeah. You know, at this point, you know, canonical OG. Right. Yeah. But um, I just sort of wonder, she's starting to do that thing that long tenures do, similar to Kyle Richards, mm-hmm. yeah. which is like, you're on the show for a long time, what are you bringing to the show? I thought we were going to get more with Todd and the businesses and him not like following through with businesses and stuff. We got a little bit of that earlier in the season. Mm-hmm. Remember... Yeah. Weren't we opening OLG Breakfast? That's going to be a finale, let's talk about the state of the business right. conversation. Uh, n- do you guys forget, she's like in the process of expecting the child still, too. And that's barely talked about, oh, yeah. too. It's like so strange. Right. We only touch on it sometimes like when Dr. Jackie is there for both her and Eva. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel like what they really could use on Atlanta is, I know they already did the trip, but another trip in which they're all in the same house. Because they Mm -hmm. tend to do hotel trips. And I know one thing that you both talk about in this podcast a lot, which I'm completely in agreement about, Mm -hmm. is the trips work the best when everyone's in the same house. Because you want that morning after energy of everyone coming downstairs in the kitchen, like what Jersey had recently. Mm -hmm. Right, right. And I feel like Atlanta never does that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, we're going to Greece. And that's why Summer House is great. Yeah. Because the concept (laughs) is them staying in a house. (laughs) Uh, but we're going to Greece. I don't know where we're staying. I love um, the, those like blue, like that, <laughs> that blue dome thing in Greece. I would love to go there. Okay. You know, Maybe. it's just like such beautiful architecture. Okay, yeah. Uh, so I can't wait to ch- check in in Greece. Let's move it over to Vanderpump Rules. Okay. So this is a show that Evan does not watch, but you are familiar with the players, I'm sure. Uh, obviously, Elisa Vanderpump. Heard of her. May she have some peace. I mean, this week we on camera met Randall for the first time, and he was the one who had the whole thing with 50 Cent. Okay. Um, Know about him. Yes. And know about Lala. Lala, of course. uh, Actually, a lot of my knowledge about the show is from you both. Mm -hmm. And then in real life, I know Billy Lee very well, who's no longer on. No longer on the show. Okay, and then I know James Kennedy in real life, and then I know his girlfriend in real life. Oh. You, like, know, know them. So, yeah. So, we hung out. Actually, you should see James's comment... On my recent Instagram about 
Jake Jake Paul. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So I posted Gigi Hadid's yes, Boba yeah. and James commented twice on the post adding Jake Paul <gasps> and calling him out. And oh, I DM I DM James and I was like, let's like I don't let's not like do this on my wall. Um, <laughs> but, on your uh, wall. Oh my god, Facebook. Or whatever, yeah. Like, <laughs> no, I love whatever. it. Go um, bring back the wall. But then so I so there was I hosted an event for the brand scotch and soda in LA in May and I invited Billy and Billy brought James James's girlfriend mm-hmm. yeah, Raquel. Raquel and then a gay guy if you say his Logan, name Logan no Logan no, no. Mm. he's Jesse mm. there's some gay people who are in like the periphery yeah right? there's like so Pinnacle one of those is not known for its LGBTQ yeah, representation yeah. until recently even yeah. though they have a pride episode every year yeah so I hung out, so we all hung out, um, and that's the extent to my knowledge. Yeah. My one thing, I, I might have said this last time, it's like, for me personally, and yeah. in total respect yeah. for anyone that likes it, I, what I love about The Real Housewives is yeah. the age, the mm-hmm. aging, yes, I, yes, I love yes, women yes. of a certain age, and I feel like for me, in the times that I've watched Vanderpump, mm-hmm. it veers more towards like real world, and I'm so close in age to them yeah. that that Michigas is less interesting yeah. to me. I think what's interesting is that it could, and we haven't seen it happen yet, it could be the breeding ground for future housewives. Right. Everyone wants certain ones to retire up into housewives. <laughs> like, people are calling for Lala because she has Randall, who's, like, rich adjacent. Uh, side note, Randall mentioned in this episode the fact that he gets along with Jax because they are close in age. Jax is 40. Randall's only 48 in my in my brain he was like in his 50s or something Mm -hmm. uh but yeah since he is like a a man of means he can bring her up to like a beverly hills he was an inspiration for something on some heterosexual show yeah turtle on entourage entourage yes because he was mark Wahlberg's assistant in real life He's interesting. He's an interesting person to finally see after hearing about him for years. I liked him. Yeah. From what I saw. So what's interesting is the main plot this season is Jackson and Brittany, two terrible people, are getting married. Uh, they fired Tom Sa- Sandoval, co-owner of Tom Tom, and now... Not fired. They, he's no longer the best man. Yeah, he's no, he, they fired him from his duties <laughs> as best man. And now Randall is being elevated to, not best man, but a groomsman, just to fill a slot. <laughs> Sometimes you have to fill a slot. Yeah. However, Tom Sandoval's girlfriend, Ariana, has not been demoted from a bridesmaid. Right. Bisexual queen. Yeah. Um, she had a really good episode. She talked a lot about her mental health. I think, like, of all the people on this show, she, and I've, in the past, I did not like her. Yeah. But she comes across as, like, somebody you... Who seems like a lovely person who you would want to get to know. Yeah. Yeah. What I also like about her too is now that she is out and talking about her bisexuality, Mm -hmm. it's interesting having a main character who is bisexual. Right. Because of what TV show... Well, now there's two because Dana... Yeah. But like in my my brain, Dana's not a main character. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but two main characters who are bisexual. So mm-hmm. like that is interesting for me too. Um, what else for this Lisa, episode? Lisa Vanderpump's mom died, which is, she called the meeting of Jackson and Brittany to say, I'm not coming to the wedding, but we know in the universe that she ended up going to the wedding anyway. Right. Her mom died and it was very shortly after her brother died. Yeah. 
Or at least within the year, rather. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I well, think that's, like, really it. I mean, we don't love Lala this season, and she's, like, really showing her colors being a little rat, because, like, she said Ariana's a wet blanket, oh, and yeah. then in the very next day, next scene, like, Ariana's crying about, like, her depression and, like, the way she feels, and Lala's like, we love you, and we have... And then we get a montage of, like, people talking shit about yeah. Ariana, including yeah. Lala. yeah. Should we go to, I guess, like, the marquee show for this <laughs> week? Everyone's talking about Real Houses in New Jersey. It was such a good episode. They released the clip of, like, the major moment yeah. the day before. I've never, I don't think, <laughs> seen a Housewives clip more compelling than Teresa realizing that Danielle <laughs> ratted her out. So good. And goes along this theme of like the fall of the OGs in a way. Yeah. I don't think it's not actually going to bring Teresa down, but like in that moment it was. So Evan, you watched the clip ahead of the episode or did you just watch the episode? I did. And I saw it going around, but I just decided to hold off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a wise decision. It was my stupid love. Yeah. Yeah. You're saving it. So this finale, what, what were you feeling? You said you came in here saying I felt so many things. Well, so I kind of feel like for the conversation, it's like there's there's two episodes to yes. me. Right. There's the first half and second half, which I think in the moment I was like, why did they do this? In retrospect, I think it was a very shrewd decision. Yeah. Because, um, yeah. So what I thought of the first half... Okay, so I guess one question I would have for you both. So Teresa's... For, uh, the ending of the friendship with Danielle yeah. is like that she was ratted out, but it's like that to me is confusing because it's like I'm mad at you for revealing the thing that I did, right? Which yeah. is like I get why you'd be like I wish you wouldn't have done that, but at the end of the day, it's like you did the thing, and it's like yeah. I think people online seem to be giving Teresa a lot of credit for like this come to Jesus of it all, yeah, no. but it's like Teresa's frustration seems to be just that she, that she got caught, not that she did it. I oh. think like the most important currency on Real Houses in New Jersey is loyalty. That's why even you hear Dolores say like you've been her such a good friend for her to like all these like the past two years and she did this to right. you meaning Danielle did this to you so like that's more important than the actual like doing the right thing or being a good person which is an interesting way to view it but like that's how at least that faction of that cast operates yeah. right like I mean, yeah yeah Je- Jennifer and to a greater extent Dolores looks so psychotic in this episode <laughs> in terms of like coddling Teresa like she's like Oh, I, who knows what she was thinking that day? Like, what went down that day had nothing to do with Teresa's life and struggles. Right. Like, and she was not even the center. She wasn't acting irrationally on her own behalf because she was riled up in a fight. She was egging somebody she else was on. Ca- in a calculated way. Yeah. Yeah. I. I also kept thinking about that moment after her and Margaret had that talk, which was a very strange energy because it was like, Margaret was really upset and then Teresa was like apologetic, but it was like, are you, are you upset? Are you, are you apologizing because she found out or are you apologizing because you shouldn't have done it? And then also it's kind of like on a more deeper level, it's like, well, 
I want to know, like, what made you do that in the first place? Like, that's mm, sort of what yeah. we need to get to, and we didn't quite get there. No. But then, so Margaret goes inside, and it's, like, yeah. very, like, we didn't really, you know, thread the yeah. needle. And then Teresa's sitting out there for quite a while, breathing. And in those moments, whenever a housewife <laughs> is alone, the... I don't know. The my brain always goes to thinking about the camera and the lighting people out yeah. there because you have to factor in they're on a porch at night, so it's yeah, dark. You need right, lights yeah. up. And I'm just thinking about like how long was Teresa just like heavily breathing right. by herself? They definitely made it look like she Margaret went inside and she sat out there while they were all hanging out yeah, for yeah, yeah. an hour. And there's no well, way I believe there that's was the a case. lot of uh, reaction shots in this episode, particularly in the outside yeah. moment when mm. it was like. They they edit it to be like very pressurized, yeah. very quickly, which I don't think they needed to do. But like, I respect yeah. the game. Right. right. I think that it's so interesting that we saw with Teresa a very similar thing that we saw with Vicky at the reunion, where I keep on going back to where I think that these OGs think that there is a line and there are rules as far as what production will and won't show. Yeah. And Teresa, she asked the question about like her not wanting it to be shown because there might have been a possibility of them not showing it. So it's just like such a whole new world, especially in Jersey. I don't think we've like really got this. Even Melissa... When someone asked what was wrong with Teresa, she's like, she's mad at the producers. I thought that was the most interesting. Part. Yeah, for sure. And then when she walks in and we see all those people crowd into that small room yeah. in the house. And you're like, wow, like, <laughs> times is tough. I know. Uh, her saying, are they going to use it? To me, means there's a precedent of... Them not using th- them it. Them not yeah. using it. Like, there had to have been stuff that has not been used for her to even... Because otherwise, like, of course they're going to use it. This is... The scene of the season. But I think as we've seen, like, there definitely are situations where a housewife might go too far or do something where the producers do protect them. Like, the example that I'm talking about with Ramona and the Morocco just years and years ago, the producers protect. Because if their stars go too far off the deep ends, then they don't have that star anymore. It's like, look at... It happened in Dallas, too. Look at Leanne. Like, there was a whole conversation about whether or not that stuff was going to actually be on the show. Yeah. So, the rules, to me, I think, are out the window in a lot of ways, where they're going to have to relearn how to do these shows as the stars. Yeah. And, like, what they thought was real isn't necessarily the truth anymore. Yeah. I also will say, I'm really glad, going into this reunion... That it seems we'll do more of a Teresa Margaret than a Teresa Jackie mm-hmm. because I'm very uninterested. I like the idea of Teresa and Jackie making amends. Mm-hmm. I don't like the idea of them disliking each yeah. other. So I'm comforted to know that the root of the drama will be between the two of them. Yeah. And I feel like Margaret's been interesting. I'm even thinking about. The both of you, like, your trajectory with Margaret in terms of, like... Mm -hmm. And I feel like Margaret has definitely cemented herself on this show. This was a really strong season for Margaret, who, like, came in hot, didn't congeal naturally with the group in terms Mm -hmm. of friendships, but I feel like through her bond with Melissa and then her bond with Jackie... Again, this show really got lucky in terms of... it, It created this organic three on three and yet because Dolores and Margaret really like each other Mm -hmm. it wasn't so binary in terms Mm -hmm. of the sides that I think why this season worked so nicely was 
the we were able to sort of flip flop around in terms of who was getting along with who at any given moment in a yeah. fun way, and even like the darkest moments, like Melissa and Jennifer, it still was like it felt like we can get past. This. Yeah, yeah, and I think Margaret, like to your point, even with Teresa in the last thing, as Melissa was revealing these things about what Danielle said. Margaret was quick to jump and say, oh, I don't believe you would ever say that. I don't believe you would ever say that to Teresa, kind of playing the game, willing to already be made up with okay. Teresa and, like, move on. Yeah, I I want her to make Teresa stand in the fire a little bit. Like, she just let it go so quickly. Teresa's apology was like, I don't want you to think that I would say that. And then Margaret was like, you, you did say it. I'm sure she'll make her stand in the fire in the reunion. Yeah, but if, did you watch Watch What Ends Live? Maybe. It, it's pretty clear she's already kind of... Over it? Over it. Yeah. Which I think is good. It's good for the show. Like, she can't be enemies with Teresa long term, but, like, let her have it until we pick up next season. You yeah. Know? yeah. <laughs> One thing I could really use next season is... Uh, in terms, because I'd love a seventh woman to come on. Yeah. Because obviously we're keeping this cast. Yeah. I would love a friend for Jennifer, a real friend, mm. because I think that, as you guys spoke about, how wonderful it was to see Jennifer with her brother yeah, and her mother yeah. last week. I think it would help to sort of texture Jennifer a little bit more if we were able to see her around a real friend, because mm. Jennifer's one kind of weak spot is whereas Jackie has Margaret. Who it's like a real friend to her and, and Melissa, Melissa yeah. yeah. I feel like Jennifer does it, like her and Teresa are close, but she doesn't really have like a real friend. Yeah. And I feel like Jennifer has more to offer than the show's allowed for. Yes. And so I feel like a seventh cast member friend of Jennifer could be a really fun avenue. Yeah. I had not thought of that, and that's perfect. She needs a friend. Love it. Let's go to Italy. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> Where to begin? Where? <laughs> Can, can I say? So, like, I actually got like, legitimately very emotional during this episode in mm-hmm. a way. Maybe the last time was the Bethany outside of uh, Luann's. Was it Luann's? Yeah, on the street. Yeah. Um, trying to remedy things with Jill. There is something about, and I actually, my my sadness comes more from the marriage than it does the dissolution of the family, to mm, be honest, right. because my perspective is, I just have so many friends who have had in, uh, ways in which they were torn apart from their family at a young age. That, yeah. Not that I'm not empathetic about that, but yeah. I don't think that that's so unusual. Yeah. Um, and also, there are so many people that deal with parents either passing away or just not having contact with them at all sure. that the idea that and don't get me wrong i think it's devastating yeah. they didn't have their father in their life mm-hmm. but i think that the fact that they were able to communicate with him regularly and and right. go and see him sometimes not i'm not saying it's a good thing but yeah but there was something about teresa's demeanor throughout this entire trip that i couldn't Stop looking at her. And then the flashbacks really, like, got me. Yeah. But it's like, as much as I love to shit on Teresa, and as much as I think she's the biggest product of the negative aspects of fame in mm-hmm. so many ways. Yeah. She's a good mother. Right. Yeah. She yeah. was a good wife to that man for so many years. And there's something about her that came through in this episode to me 
I think it had to do with the sadness of the literal hotel, like how yeah. literally <laughs> sad that room was. When he like, oh my god, I'm like, when he walked out of that room, went down the stairs, and was like, I'm gonna go sleep with the girls, mm-hmm. knowing that that's she's not gonna see him anytime soon. Yeah. Right. There was something about flipping through the journey of the show and the early seasons and of it all when I just became like, I don't know, I became really overcome with emotion. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's her her relation to like dealing with being in the same space as him was so interesting. Like her not wanting to sleep in the same bed or the same room because they hadn't really seen each other for however many years so interesting whereas like a lot of people they they'd be like yearning to like go be with their yeah spouse i didn't know what to make of the fact that we were there for 48 hours i couldn't believe that and you <laughs> think it's like i get the school thing you but could it's take like, off two days of school you can take off two weeks of school given the circumstance yeah. it's like with everything these girls have been through the idea that the defense is that they can't, and literally, like, and also, hello, the flight to Italy, like, you're gonna do a weekend in Italy? Like, uh, yeah. that's wild under any circumstance, let alone one that's, like, this monumental in yeah. their lives. Yeah, that was was jarring. And I couldn't figure out, is this Teresa, is this Bravo saying, like, we're paying, because they, they they had, like, nice seats on the, that flight. Yeah, they did. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, we're paying for this much. Like this Even is Adriana. This is what, yeah. <laughs> this is what you're getting. Yeah. The other thing I, I keep thinking about, I don't know, I'm, I'm thinking so much about this, but like yeah. I, I keep thinking about the fact that, you know, you, you, you meet this man, your, your childhood sweetheart, right? Yeah. I don't know when they met, but they, yeah. you, know, you, you have four kids together, which is not an easy, yeah. not easy to raise four right. kids. Like, right. You raise these kids together. You have this quote unquote normal life. The show comes into your life. It becomes a cultural phenomenon that, as scholars of the show, yeah. you both know that, like, it hit different in that era than yeah. it does yeah. now. It was before there was, like, nomenclature around, like, what the trajectory of a housewife was. Right. It was before, like, there was the New York Times bestsellers and all... There was mm-hmm. Before there was an ecosystem in yeah. which you could become... That could be your career, right? right. They're on that journey. Kids are young. I mean, she's a mother of three when the show well, begins. one is born you know? on the show, yeah. And so I'm thinking about this and I'm like, they have a 14 year marriage before, before she goes away. Cause it's yeah, 20 yeah, years yeah, total. Yeah, so yeah. right around that yeah. where you love this man, it's so clear how much she loved him. And to some level he loved her. That was clear in some yeah. moments. And then you have this play out and, and I guess I'm just thinking about like, the ways in which I can't think of any housewife who's life has been more upended yeah. in so many ways oh, 1000%. by this show and in those and in that moment thinking about her kids it's like Gia's about to go off to college it's like before yeah. you know it these kids will be out of the house I mean she's got what eight more years with Adriana yeah. before she leaves and it's like and those kids are her world and she's a great mother I will yeah. give her that like she's Right, like, oh my god. In those moments when Joe, after like 24 hours, was like, quiet down, girls. And it's like, <laughs> Teresa deals with this every fucking morning. And no, no. He was like, like I forgot how stressful it is. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> welcome to my world, bitch. Yeah. So, anyway, but, but so, in that moment, I just was thinking about like, 
Teresa's about to get on this plane. He'll stay here. He's got, you know, his life is set, right? Yeah. right. And it's like, she will go back and still have to, even if she wanted to, like, be single, she still has four daughters to take care of. It's yeah. just like, the responsibility that he leaves her with, and just thinking about her life, I don't know, I get really... I feel for her in a way that I've never felt for her before. Sorry, I'm so long-winded. No, I think there's actually a question during the reunion that goes to that in terms of, do you think Joe will seek spousal support? And the women seem to think that's a possibility. Dolores nodded. Yeah. Could you imagine? (laughs) After putting her... Because, like, yes, she was a willing or not willing participant to this. What that like got them in jail in the first place, but to then seek spousal support after this. But it's like, as has been proven on the show time and time again, Teresa is just she's not a smart person. Yeah. So in terms of the there are there are bad people on these shows, many yeah. of them. I don't ever categorize Teresa in the bad category. I think when it comes to least intelligent housewives yeah. she would rank high yeah. and so with Teresa it's a little bit like I want her to succeed mm-hmm. in the fact of there's something about like Teresa A she's hustled like she, she is made the book and like she fabul- like she made these business ventures and I'm not saying she didn't get help with it but it's like I don't know there's just something about Teresa that like I looked at her really different and there was just thinking about her in that moment in the car or even across the table when you're looking at this man mm-hmm. who you've known even before you were married, you've known since you're kids, yeah. but he's not that man anymore. Yeah. I guess it's like part of me, like I have no relation to what I must feel <laughs> right. like, but I couldn't help but like feel so much for her about how difficult that must be yeah, yeah. and how strong you must be to do this for your daughters who don't even know how strong you're being. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my God. I just, there's just so much there. Oh my God. Which is why combining essentially these two episodes into one really saved her. Cause if like, yeah. if, if this was Teresa and she had no family storyline, she'd be Vicky'd out of there so quickly. Meet, mm-hmm. But like, we are all dying to see, what happens next for Teresa and the girls. And there also is an aspect to it that it's like, you know the Erica Jane of you don't know what I go through at night yeah. thing. With Teresa, I actually feel like there's a little <laughs> bit of like, you don't know what I go through at yeah. night. Like you don't know I mean, are there any other I mean, I guess besides Bronwyn, but like peep um housewives with that many young kids. Like that's pretty rare where it's someone with like four or that more? full of yeah. a house. I think like Heather Debro back when oh, she was yeah. on, but I mean she's so rich. Well, yeah, they have yeah. the means. Yeah, 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 but no, that's 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 accurate. But like, I think there's something just about and seeing how active of a parent Teresa is mm-hmm. in terms of like making the meals and being present and and being like there. Yeah. To your point, it's like yeah, I think had we just gotten part one, yeah. But like with part two, it, it I, I don't know I. I just and so now actually it's funny it's like because you know how we, you guys have talked about before it's like Andy really loves Teresa right. yeah it's like I kind of get it a little bit because <laughs> oh where, whereas like I feel like Vicky went the Vicky was like a little bit of a demon who grew into like a mega demon mm. yeah I feel like Teresa like 
all things considered, and especially where she began with the show, isn't like the egomaniac that she could be. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm rethinking Teresa entirely. She's, there's like a, oh my God, there's like a sweetness and a shyness to her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So can we get a dating spinoff or like what, what can we do moving into, so what, this was S10 that we just wrapped? For, for Jersey? Oh I, I think so. I think so. So yeah. it's like, as we move... Because I do think there's a lot to propel us into S11. Mm-hmm. It's like, I wonder... Because I do think they're going to want to go the Teresa dating route mm-hmm. in the new season. It's like, can we get her on a, another reality show in which there's bachelors? Like, I feel like we need to deliver men to Teresa yeah. in some form yeah. because I don't think she's going to be... And also, what I don't want for Teresa is I don't want her to like... I don't want her friends being like, I know a guy. I don't right. think that's like the best case scenario. Unless it's Jackie Goldschneider and it's one of Evan's friends. <laughs> oh, well, that's different. Yeah, we trust Jackie, so. Yeah. Ugh, Evan. Wow. Oh my God, from one Evan to another, huh? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's quickly breeze through Summer House. Okay. I want to bring up a greater discussion about Summer House in terms of what they do that none of the other Bravo shows that at least we focus on does are the setup cameras in a corner of a room capturing scenes. When cameras are down. When cameras are down. Yeah. Because I think we're getting stuff... Because, like, when you... Okay, what, like, to go back to Jersey, when you see them zooming out, like, you really see the production. And I know they all say, like, we forget the cameras are there, blah, blah, blah. But, like... There's a difference between a camera being propped in a corner of a room a la Big Brother and five other people being in the room with you. Right. Like, think about the Joe and Teresa conversation. There were five other people in the room. Mm-hmm. So I think, like, an aspect of Summer House that I really enjoy is the real-world camera in the corner. Right, because we saw, like, for example, this episode, we saw, like, Lindsay, Lindsay and-, and Carl fight in a way that, like, they probably wouldn't have done if... All the cameras were up on them. Yeah. And they were, like, wasted. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's... Well, (laughs) that's the other conversation about this. Is like... When Alex and I were watching this, I was like, woof. Like, we had the all-day party, and now we're going to go hang out in the Hamptons. Like, go out. Like, a shower and go out, out at, at like, 11 o'clock at night. And Alex is like, oh, but, like, you've done this. And I said, yeah. Ten years ago, I've done this. And these are people who are... Older than us. Older than me. Kyle's 38. Yeah. Carl's like 35, 36, mm-hmm. a contemporary. Lindsay is 33 or 34. Like the stamina of these people I know. is something to be old. Um, I, one last thing. Jules, I felt very sad for. So they, like they add, like Summer House is very fluid in ter- terms of the cast. Like people are coming and going. It's like a share. It's like a summer share. Like yeah. the old... I have new people each year. So this one girl is maybe 22, 23. Amongst, like, these elders. <laughs> it really... On the show, there literally are two generations of people. Yeah. <laughs> this is an intergenerational show without it being, like, parents and their children. Right. Uh, and, like, there's a huge 4th of July party going on. And the camera locks onto her. Wandering around looking for someone to talk to. And my heart was breaking Aww. so much. Um, but she got to enjoy Loverboy, something I've yet to achieve. 
Hopefully by next week we get Loverboy in this house. I'll go to um, uh, Columbus Columbus Circle Whole Foods. Actually, we did get uh, a review via our Instagram. Um, Chad slid into our Instagram DMs to give us <clears throat> the Loverboy tea. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is what he says: the Loverboy tea, tea, tea. tea. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> he said, "Skip the black tea. It's the freak. White tea is the one true queen of drinks." Uh, the black tea tastes like old Lipton's, not green. Uh, there is a third flavor, the palm hibiscus, that he is curious to see. Uh, but he said the white tea peach drink is inoffensive and nice. Uh, but there's a possibility that the palm might actually be good. So, run, don't walk. I do have to applaud the Summer House, the branding. I've talked about it before. Like, can't get enough of it. Yeah, it's like, you need, like, they have Twisted Tea, which is like the Bud Light, and this is like the, what's a nicer beer? The Skinny Girl. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I would love to see them go down the Bethany route of, like, making a fortune off of this. I mean, the ratings are not going to help them. Yeah. The ratings are going down (laughs) each year. I mean, each week. No, no, it's, but... So uh, I looked into this. New York House, uh, New Jersey Housewives last night was the top-rated cable show, like ahead of all the news, like Maddow. This is a good thing or a bad thing. Hannity, <laughs> but like the top-rated non-network television show. Somewhere else, a respectable thirty-nine of all of all of cable. Wow. So like, I think they're still. I think Bra- like Bravo's not spending a ton of, ton of money on this, right? Because they're not going on, like, vacation to Greece. They yeah. are in this house during the weekends. Well, yeah. they have to pay for eight Beverly Hills housewives, so... Yeah, you know. I know. So we gotta, like, spread the money where it needs to go. <laughs> I heard somewhere... I heard someone say Sutton is gonna be a friend of. <gasps> I don't want that. I've been looking forward... Wait, really? Every, everyone that I root for flops. <laughs> wow. I, I mean, I just saw a random tweet or something, but I would be so mad. Okay, let us announce the Freak of the Week and the One True Queen. Okay. Freak of the Week, one Karen Huger. Tweets on February 23rd, timing is everything. Wouldn't you think about five years is enough? Hashtag R-H-O-P. Why is she doing this post-filming, pre-season premiere? I don't know. Maybe they like maybe they were doing some pickup shots and she heard something bad happened or like someone was mean to her or something. I don't know. Yeah. Why does a housewife tweet? <laughs> Agree. <laughs> it's Karen is essential. I think after New York, Potomac has the strongest cast holistically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The thought I actually like having this conversation is like a little tricky. The thought of a Potomac <laughs> without Karen. Right. I actually that's so far out of my ability to sort of like See in the future. Yeah. Karen's essential. Right. Karen is beloved. Karen loves the show. Karen uses the show for the Dom. Like, yeah. there's many. We need Karen. Karen needs us. Yes. Yeah. Oh, the delusion. I love it. So, I am. And it's also a very weird thing to tweet in lieu of, like, it'd be one thing if, like, the trailer had come out and we yeah. saw something and it's like, Karen realized she's going to come off unfavorably and then yeah. tweeted that. But, like, this is so out of nowhere. It's like, at ease, mm-hmm. we're in Jersey mode right now. Yeah, right. Let Jersey wrap, <laughs> and I'm assuming we're gonna get into Potomac very soon. Sure. I just, and also, I feel like Karen is pretty beloved within the 
Housewives fandom. Yeah. I just, this feels, it just feels like, uh, yeah, a punch to the gut. I feel like we don't have anything to worry about right now and everything will be fine. Okay. Agreed. Let's stay positive. Okay. Our one true queen, we are turning this over to Evan. Yeah, tell us. Who is our queen this week? Our queen <laughs> is Charlotte Aubrey. I thought it was Aubrey, but Ellen DeGeneres pronounces it Aubrey. Yeah. Okay. So, so this is a rare instance of, of someone being a queen two weeks in a row. Yeah. But only because... Recent development. The hits keep coming. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, Charlotte appeared on... Ellen DeGeneres' show on Wednesday. Yeah. Ellen kicked things off smartly by doing a quick one minute like recap of like, this is the woman that went viral on the subway yeah. station and cut right to performance. Yes. Where we got a cream <laughs> double breasted blazer and tailored to perfection pants. Charlotte belted out a quick two minute and 30 second shallow. I think we did verse one and then went right into the hook. Smartly. Vocals were Houston-esque. I mean, like, this was... Houston, Texas? It honestly was such a strong performance in that she wasn't... I mean, she is the moment, but, like, she wasn't overselling it at all. She hit every note spot on. She did her own interpretation on the... oh, oh. Yeah. Um... Just truly a strong performance. Then did a nice breezy three and a half minute chat with Ellen. Yeah. Super kind, super affable, super excited to be there. The energy that we sort of need. Uh-huh. I feel like it, like Charlotte. So, first of all, I want. Okay, my boyfriend and I were talking about this. Yeah. We want to get Charlotte on cameo mm-hmm. quickly. Ooh, okay. Billy, my boyfriend was like, "Oh, should she do fifty dollars?" I'm like, Charlotte could do like a two hundred dollar birthday. Like, like Bethany has. Bethany's but also, up there. but the thing is, it's like Charlotte warrants a cameo because mm. it's like she can sing. Yeah. Right. So it's like she has a skill that's like yeah. essential. Right. So like her, like she actually has something to offer to cameo. Yeah. But I feel like what's great about Charlotte, and I, I don't like when people are making this lateral comparison to Susan Boyle because I actually think that's mm. like disrespectful to Charlotte in that I think Charlotte is someone who like really has like the legs to go far with this. I feel like I would purchase an album. I would go see the concert. I really love the voice. Mm -hmm. And in beginning to deep dive her and and find all of her recordings, I highly recommend her. She does a duet of whole new world. That's on YouTube. That's really strong. So anyway, so sorry to be, but what I want from Charlotte, because I was trying to think yeah. of like, where do I want to see this go? Yeah. I want Charlotte to voice, to do the singing voice of a Disney princess. Oh, wow. Ooh. A la like Jodie Benson, Benson, Little Mermaid. Yeah, yeah wow. I feel like Charlotte, and, and, and I mean that with no disrespect to like, I don't want her to be on screen, but I just feel like she has Disney princess energy. Mm-hmm. Love it. That's what I want to see. Wow. Um, has Gaga acknowledged Charlotte yet? No. And so what I want... <laughs> so we should mention, we are a mere three hours away yeah. from yes. the mere Stupid Love. I would have loved Charlotte to goop her by releasing the Charlotte Aubrey <laughs> oh Stupid God. Love before. She's got three hours. But I think that this sort of plays into, not to like derail us, but sort of like Gaga's fumbling of the ball lately, which is that like, there's such a moment to be done about this. Mm-hmm. There's... The fully realized moment, which is like duet together on Shallow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or there's just the quote tweet Charlotte and be like, yes, like, yes, yeah. Charlotte or mm-hmm. whatever, which we got nothing of, which sort of lends itself to this idea of like Gaga's off the deep end with her Peter Thiel mm-hmm. loving boyfriend. Um, but we hope to see it. Yeah. Wow. 
so we are going to hang out with Evan some more. You go to our Patreon. He's going to give us the fashion hits of the Housewives. Tell us like who he's feeling. Mm-hmm. So go to our Patreon at comethroughqueen.com. But obviously that's not going to be enough, Evan, for you. Evan, give us... Again, the Shut Up Evan pitch, where we're going to find it, what we need to know. You can find it on all podcast platforms. It comes out every Tuesday at 6 a.m. I would say what I really am excited about with the show as it continues on is just the range of guests. So I'm trying to get people from like all facets. So obviously you will see, I have Lisa Rinna coming on shortly. Nice. I have Carol Radswell coming wow. on shortly. Wow. Um, I'm in talks with Bethany. Um, but you will see plenty of housewives, but I'm really trying to round it out with like singers and fashion designers yeah. and models and Kaya Gerber is coming on later this uh. season. Um, so I am just trying to really, I have journalists coming on, yeah. I have musicians, etc. So I'm trying to sort of show um, my passion is sure. long form interviews with people. I really, mm-hmm. um, that's what makes me the most happy. So anyway, so I would say in terms of what's coming for anyone that is interested in drag race, Peppermint and I have a very nuanced conversation about RuPaul as a cultural figure and drag races inability to be inclusive. Yeah. Um, and credit to Peppermint for being, such a an articulate voice in the conversation and then um i just want to plug the rebecca moore episode just because you kind of know her as like the viral cock destroyer um but there's a lot more to her and i really enjoyed getting to learn about her uh path so exciting yeah we can't wait to listen uh so that's it for this week for us you can obviously go subscribe on itunes or google play spotify as well uh comethroughqueen.com slash store still has all the merch available. Very couture, high fashion. Oh my God. Um, you could follow Brendan at Not Brendan. You can follow me at IDKIDK. Evan, where do we find you? Evan Ross Katz on Instagram. You don't have to follow me on Twitter. Okay. I'm kind of, I'm trying to distance mm. myself from Twitter. Okay. Interesting. Uh, and you can like, comment, subscribe, or share, retweet. Love us, love us, please retweet. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Come through, queen. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.